In today's world, we are increasingly dependent on technology. Our business and personal lives rely on it, but as you've probably noticed, it's unreliable. They promise it'll get better, but it usually gets worse. Our computers are slow, so we end up squinting at smartphones and tablets. We live in constant fear that something's going to happen to our personal data, so we're scared into paying for fake protection that proves useless when disaster strikes. Update attacks, fake Wi-Fi, cloud control, and other industry scandals are designed to keep the money flowing. The jokers we pay to fix our stuff have no clue what they're doing, so they do a virus scan and then wipe out our precious photos. Intelligent, successful people feel intimidated by the chaos and think it's somehow their fault. If they only knew what the industry was doing to them, they'd get torches and pitchforks. If only we had someone to explain it all in plain English so we can start protecting ourselves. Oh wait, we do! It's the Computer Exorcist Podcast with your host, Mark Anthony Arena. From the Wallace Memorial microphone in my new home office, overlooking the can of worms in downtown Rochester, New York, this is the Computer Exorcist Podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Arena. I am so glad you are here joining me today. I have a special guest, Steve the Spoon Guy. Uh, we'll get to him in a second. I want to give two quick announcements. Um, thanks to PowerTac Flashlights, um, they sent me a flashlight, and they wanted me to evaluate the flashlight, so I did, and I gave it to my cousin, who's an electrician, and we used it to uh, do a little electrical work in my basement, and the thing is just super high-end. Um, so if you go to my website, thecomputerexorcist.com, and go to my recommendations, you'll find a coupon code for PowerTac flashlights. They are just absolutely incredibly powerful. Uh, remarkable what they can do. And they're, you know, my cousin says, this is really nice. So he'll keep using that. And you can find that on my site. So thanks to them. Uh, happy birthday to Carol from Fairport who listens to my show. She was mowing the lawn and cracking up over the the uh, scammer tormenting episodes so that's yeah so steve the spoon guy is a buddy of mine and one of the listeners and he also enjoys the torment the scammer episodes huh steve <laughs> i love him hey mark anthony thanks for having me on yeah uh, so tell us tell us what you do first of all like what so you play the spoons well this is a hobby of mine i i play the spoons uh which is um a lost art i gotta tell you no, I don't know if it's. I don't know how lost it is. I don't know if anyone's looking for it, to be honest with you. But um, my dad used to play the spoons, and um, in fact, I have a picture right behind me in my office of uh, my dad at a uh, at a restaurant many many years ago playing spoons with the little jazz quartet that was in the place where he and my mom were having dinner. And I remember he told us this story. He asked he asked them if he could play the spoons with their with the with the with the band. And they were like, sure, come on up. So he played the spoons. He was kind of a ham. And uh, people apparently loved it. And he taught me how to play the spoons when I was a kid. And I I love it too. So it's a lot of fun. Huh. 
No way. And and so and, and by the way, folks. So what we're gonna do today is we're gonna tie in Steve's to- story to social media and the ethics behind it, um, because apparently his spoon playing went viral um, on TikTok. Is that right? Well, I mean, viral is a strong word, Mark Anthony, but, you know, uh, let's go with it. Let's go with it. So, yes, I am Steve the Spoon Guy on TikTok, and and I only started getting on TikTok, like, not even a year ago. And I never thought at 60 years old I'd be having fun on TikTok with a pair of soup spoons. But, man, it's it's a blast. And I just, you know, a lot of times when I'm in the car, I will put a song on the radio that I think would be a good spoon song and I'll have the, the camera going and I'll just play along to the song and then I'll edit it down and post it. And um, some of them are, are more popular than others, but it's really interesting to see what what people like versus what, what is not as popular on, on, the, on the spoon thing. What so do people like? One, what have, yeah. Well, that... Um, uh, Noah Kahan's song uh, D- uh, "Dial Drunk" is has like thousands of of views and likes, and um, God, there's 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 a there's a bunch of them. Uh, I did a Smash Mouth song that that was that was pretty good. Huh. So yeah, I mean it's just it's just a blast, man. It's so much fun. And that's it too. Like I I spent too many years being angry about my industry, as my listeners know. But but there is something to just having fun. And realizing we're in a gray area world, right? Where not everything is black and white. And, and yes, social media is mostly evil, but there are good parts to it, right? There are good parts to it where you it, it can bring people together. It can bring young people into the world of Steve, who's playing the spoons with, with these Absolutely. Songs. The world of Steve. Now, there there's a title right there. Um, oh, yeah. It is... I'm all about positivity and having fun and making people smile. And if, if they if they see this stupid little talent on their TikTok feed and it gives them a smile, well, then then you know my work is done and and it, it's great. And you know what you um you take people away from their crazy world for a few minutes, right? If they can just smirk yes. and see something that's apolitical and it's it just unites people, right? Yes, absolutely. I'm listen. I I'm I'm a news junkie. I will be the first one to, you know, jump on the news in the morning and and uh, see what's going on in the world. And and then you know already I'm in a bad mood. So mm-hmm. you know here pour another There's cup of coffee. Nothing we can and do about it. Shake it off. Mm-hmm. No. It, it, well, there is something we can do about it. We could we could not look at it as much and right, not, right, right. That's um, what we can do. Get so wrapped up. I mean, I mean, it's not to say put your head in the sand about the news of the world, but don't let it consume you in such a negative way. And then it spreads, and then people fight with their own neighbors and fight with their loved ones on Facebook and fight. That's but, right. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing we can do about XYZ event on the other side of the world, but, but you're right. That's well said. You can stop listening to the news, and you can use what you can do in your own universe to help the people in your own circle. It's it's a pretty simple uh, uh, thing, right? I mean, it, it's you know just uh, spreading joy. Just it could be something as simple as, as talking to the checkout lady at the grocery store, or or just having a you know holding the door open for somebody and, and you know, 
you know, they'll say thank you. And you've had a nice little interaction with a stranger. And, and I think those little moments go a long way. Oh, it reminds you. It reminds you that there are, it reminds them that there are good people in the world. And it's not yes. all bad because that person you held the door for probably just, you know, digested an hour's worth of bad news on TV. So it, it helps them. You know, this morning I had to call T-Mobile for a little question. And the girl at the end, she goes, was I able to help all of your questions and concerns? And then she goes, I want you to do me one last favor. I want you to put a smile on your face and keep it there the rest of the day. And I said, wow, that's wow. great. Right? So did you? I, well, I'm trying. You know, she really did make my day. She was really, yeah. I, I want to, I wish she lived near me. That was, uh, yeah, that's nice. I would that's a good that. message. I might try that. Yeah, right. And then I'll get punched in the face. And <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, would you would you play some spoons for us? Would I? I thought you'd never ask. Come on, man. Yes, I'd be happy to. I I, I hope this translates well. But I'll do a little riff here. And, and how many people right. listen to your? Like, how many people ended up subscribing or listening or watching your thing? Oh, see, now I'm going to have to look that up. Okay, whatever right. order you want. Okay, stand by. I'm going live to my uh, to my TikTok account, and I will tell you. Um, I think I'm I, I'm going to guess before it pops up. I've got about maybe 1,500 uh, followers. Not a lot, mm-hmm. not a lot. But for me, it's uh, you know I'm pretty. Uh, here it is, 1,477 followers. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's like a, a niche cult classic kind of thing, and that's what I say too about in the with the internet. It's no longer broadcasting. You know, like your CBS, ABC, general audience stuff. It's right. narrow casting is the term I, I use. And, you know, you're broadcasting to just people who really care about what you have. Yeah, it's, it, and, and I, like being, I like having this unique talent. You don't see a lot of people playing spoons on uh, anywhere for that matter. So, ah. um, all right, here we go. I'm going to okay. do a little riff. All right. Excellent. You know, I can't think of anything more American. Like, do other people in other countries do that? I hope so. I mean, listen, spoons uh, aren't just for uh, eating soup anymore. You know, my 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 mother always said, don't uh, don't play with your don't play with your food, but she never said, don't play with your spoons. So, hey, here I am. I tried playing the knives, but uh, that was painful, so I gave that up. I don't recommend that. Don't try that at home, kids. <laughs> I needed that laugh. That was great. <laughs> uh, and again, it's you know what it is when when you when you make fun out of the world, right? Where where you just we choose to just laugh in, in a crazy world, right? It, it shows confidence. It shows, as opposed to just being afraid of everything, it shows your confidence. It shows bravery that you stand up straight and say, you know what? There's bad stuff in the world, but whatever. I'm doing great, and I'm here to have fun. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You need that. Huh. You need a little laughter. They say laughter is the best medicine. Well, um, maybe not if you have a you know head wound. Yeah. However, it could uh, it it might it might just help. So laughter yeah. and smiling is is uh, is a beautiful thing. 
So, Steve, as you might know, when I get a guest on, I throw an article at them. Yes, throw it. So here we go. This is we're we're slowly catching up with our backlog here. I have about three hundred and forty articles to go before we're caught up. So businessinsider.com, uh, January of twenty twenty one. Microsoft has patented a chatbot that could imitate a deceased loved one, celebrity, or fictional character. The chatbot would be created through content readily available on social media. Okay, so it's whatever's publicly available about them. They're, they don't read their diaries or whatever. Microsoft's right. general manager of AI says he's unaware of any plans to build the chatbot because they're Microsoft. They might have an idea here or there, but they've never, ever done anything successfully, ever. Um, besides <laughs> oppress the planet. But uh, a sci- this is a sci-fi sounding patent. It could even take on a physical presence, the documents show, which include plans for two- and three-dimensional recreations of people gathered through photos and videos. It's creepy. Uh, By the way, there was a Coachella festival. You remember that, where they brought Tupac back? Yes. (laughs) Right? And it's funny, because Tupac and Kurt Cobain are two guys who are still making new songs 30 years after they died. Right? And the Beatles. And the, right, right. They keep oh, we found they keep unearthing old songs, and and I think they're just alive, and they're just in a bunker somewhere enjoying their their privacy and retirement. I think uh, you're right. You know, but this no, this article sounds um, yes, it sounds creepy. I I don't. So what you're saying is I could chat with my with my parents who are long gone, and uh, I mean, are they are so are we you know talking to each other? Are we chatting with each other? How how would that work? Yeah, and that's the point. And I've seen I I think it was there was some museum actually that did this too, where they had historical figures, and they yes. had uh, you could ask them a question. And then the historical figure would come back with pre-recorded answers. I remember reading about that. Yeah, and I don't know if it was ones that were actually recorded by the the historian or the you know the f- historical person or what, or if it was just generated. But yeah, I mean, and and I got I got a couple I got a couple things about that that I'll comments, but uh, <clears throat> it just seems like the the line between reality and and uh, you know the fake world is, is becoming more blurred all the time. And you know why? Because um, the fake world is better. <laughs> well, it, it it preys on people's. Here's my thought: it preys emotions. on people's yes. emotions and imagination, yes. and it keeps them locked in a world that is both controlled and profitable. That's right. Right? Like that second life. When I saw it back in 07 and 08, the second life, it's just an online world where you just walk around in a 3D world. And they have their own money and their own clothing and their own jobs. And people get sucked into it. And yeah, it's fun in the short term, but it sucks your life away. It sucks you in. It's not the real world. And this is my love-hate with social media and, you know... Facebook and all that stuff where you know you could have thousands of friends who you've never met in your life and you mm-hmm. know what is the definition of friend is it just somebody you have a um, uh, connection with who you don't even know mm-hmm. that's not a friend I mean call it something else call it a connection call it a an uh, acquaintance, acquaintance. yeah but we grew up with real friends right you had, when we were kids we had friends and uh, that's that's. I think that changes the whole 
the whole definition of, of what is a friend. Yeah, and someone um, who's there to help you move or change a tire or teach you how to right. do something. Ask sure. your stranger friend on Facebook who lives halfway around the world to help you move. It's not going to work. It's yeah. not going to go so well. They won't be pulling up with their pickup truck. And uh, no. And, so, and it's tough because like, I'm, I'm on Reddit and there's a ton of people on there who just go out there and admit. They're like, hey, I'm really lonely and I don't have any friends. Right. And it's obviously it's good to connect with people and tons of people will say, hey, I'm here for you. I'm pulling for you. That's great. But in the old days. When, when I was in the cafeteria at school, I had to find other loners to sit with and make real friendships with, right? When, in right. the absence of right. this convenience, it forces you. It's just like in the 1800s. You married someone and you stayed with them and you had to go to the <laughs> coal right. mine, otherwise you'd starve and that was it. You didn't have this, oh, I'll just break up with you after a day and go look for someone better that doesn't exist. And you didn't have Bumble or Hinge or uh, dating apps to, to, to find that person. To waste each other's time. That's um, right. So, Patton does not specifically say that the product would be used to bring deceased people back to life digitally, but the plan does use that as an example. Dead loved ones as an example of how the chatbot could be implemented. And, and if you hear back a couple of months ago, I did couple episodes about how horrible Microsoft's implementation of chatbots were. Like, even in a general sense, they did a basic preliminary chatbot and two different times and the chatbot turned into a Nazi within days. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, it may correspond to a past or present entity, such as a friend, relative, acquaintance, celebrity, fictional character, historical figure, random entity, etc., and I might add that if it is a friend or relative or acquaintance, you know, someone non-famous, then I'm guessing the user would have to submit personal details to Microsoft, right? The, the least secure right. company ever. But it's like, oh, I miss my friend so-and-so, and I'm going to have to give Microsoft some private details about how they would respond to questions like that. And, I mean, I get it. Like, I can see times when, when I am when I'm in a slump or something and I say to myself, all right, what would my grandma say? What would my college roommate say? What would my counselor say? Like, I get that. Sometimes you just need yes. a reminder, but, but just plop it on a piece of paper. You don't have to have a, an evil robot that, that steals their identity. No. I think I would try it out of curiosity and then uh, decide that it's too creepy to, to keep using Love it. And I hope that's the case. I hope it fizzles out. I hope it goes away like a fad, like, like um, yeah. So yeah. social media users compared it to an episode from Black Mirror, which is, I guess, a TV show, which follows yes. a character. Do you watch it? I've, I've, I've heard of it. I do not yeah. watch it. No. Follows a character bringing a loved one back from the dead after a car crash using technology similar to this. The story takes a dark path when the character realizes the AI, AI representation does not truly bring her deceased loved one back to her. Hello. Shocker. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. The whole, like, you know, I scribble notes in the side of these these articles here, and that's what I was going to say is, guess what, folks? It's not real. You could have a, a painting or a paper mache statue of the person. And you could have someone, you know, a puppeteer behind it saying some lines and, no, guess what? No. It's not real. It's not real. Hello. And that's, unfortunately, that's, that's the scary part about this generation is most of the things they do are not real in this digital realm. So they'll just take yeah. it as the way it is, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. As you talk, I'm reminded of, I, I know one person 
who does not use any social media whatsoever. One person, and that person is my brother. Good. He, he is... Yes, he is not. He might be the smart one of the family. He doesn't do, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, any nothing. Mm-hmm. And we tease him about it, but he might be onto something. You no, know, totally. I mean, I uh, I admire that. I don't know if I could if I could do that at this point mm-hmm. after and being on so many. You know what? But you don't have to go cold turkey, Steve. You know what I do with Facebook? I go on weekly. And it's it saved me because I used to go on Facebook for one to two hours every morning years ago when it first I was first out of college. And now it's like, look, I'm just clicking on the same things and checking in with the same conversations. I'll just wait yep. a week and see how the conversation goes. Yep. Well, I don't have that kind of discipline. I use I use uh, social media for for work and for promotions and things. But sure, it it is, um, and I'm on it constantly throughout the day. So I might have a problem. <laughs> I, might, I might need to throttle back a little bit. I mean, on, as long as you're the... focused and and like you were saying when we were talking before the show, like certain groups, right? Like certain people with low self-esteem or certain people who yes. are sensitive or whatever. It really gets to them, right? You know, girls who have you know body issues and, and there's bullying and all sorts of stuff goes on on that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, um, I feel like it has really changed the, the trajectory of so many people's lives in a, in a bad way. You know, I hate to say it, but I mean, it, uh, you know, you, you see uh, you go to a restaurant, you see a family sitting around the table. Mm. And they're all staring into their phones, not even talking to each other. Right. That's just sad. Right. And I'll take pictures of my food, but I'll just send it to my brothers, you know, text it to them directly <laughs> and just like certain people. It's not just I want I want glory and I want numbers and I want clicks. Right. I, you know, right. it's not that. And again, it's like, not like you're playing the spoons on TikTok or anything <laughs> crazy like that. I mean, come on. What was the highest number of views or what, what kind of, what's the average number of views you get on each of these videos? All right, so I'm looking at him right now. So the Smash Mouth one that I mentioned before has 118,000 views. Wow! For some reason, it's that song. It's um, uh, you know, hey now you're a rock star. You know that song. You're an all star. Okay. And it's got like 5,500 likes. So that one, for some reason, connected with people. Wow! Um, I find the song very annoying, but people love annoying, catchy things. You know. Yeah, maybe because the guy just died. Maybe oh. you know there was more interest in that. I didn't know um, that. Let's see. So uh, I mentioned the Noah Kahan song that got thirty-eight thousand views. Um, Maniskin. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. You know that band? It's um, mm-hmm. uh, so that one has uh, that one got seventy-three thousand views. Incredible. Thirty-five hundred likes. Wow. It's just it's just fun to watch the you know to see see what people like and right you're not there's doing it there's for a the lady glory in the numbers you want to see if people like something and that's the right approach uh, yes it, it's it, it almost becomes like a game to me it's like oh what what are they gonna you know are they gonna like this one are they you know are the numbers gonna go up or are they gonna be like ah eh, not so much. So yeah, it's, it's was, just a fun hobby, you know. I was surprised. You know, I tried to do my informative show with all my rants, but I was surprised with how many people loved all the my comedy episodes where I torment scammers. You know, it's like that. 
Oh, I love your the one where you you do the um, you know the foghorn leghorn, and <laughs> I just listened before we got on here to the one where you uh, turn try to turn Justin around, and then have a better life and stop scamming people. Yeah, um, the great boy. reveal at the end. It was brilliant, man. Just so good. Oh, thanks. So boy. good. Boy, I say my name is Foghorn Leghorn, and they never heard of it. So they, uh, Hello, Mr. Leghorn. Yeah, How can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? By the way, I don't know if I said this publicly yet, but, but I'm getting calls now from people because the one guy registered me as Foghorn Leghorn, so I, I know they have secret oh, databases. That's... So now I'm getting calls. Hello, this is Mr. Leghorn, correct? And that's hilarious. Yeah, and he'll read off the fictitious uh, um, address that I made up that particular day, and I go, "Oh yeah, this is Mr. Leghorn." It's a good thing they're not familiar with classic cartoons in in uh, you know Mumbai or wherever. Yeah, they're you're connecting with. So uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's cool that like you're doing it to make people laugh, and you know you're doing it for the right reasons. Where all this stuff here just. It, you know, I'm a sensitive guy, whatever, and this just reeks of, of nefarious um, skullduggery. Uh, this, I'm going to finish the article here. Yes. The use of another person's likeness or personality could also cause some interesting legal battles. In the U.S., an individual can be sued for using another person's likeness. Even the use of a deceased individual's likeness could cause legal troubles. 23 states in the U.S. recognize post-mortem rights, which allow a deceased person anywhere from 10 to 100 years of protection from unauthorized use of their identity, including name, voice, image, and likeness, from being used for profit. It's not uncommon for a person's likeness to be used without their consent. For example, an individual can be legally photographed in public without their consent. Okay. Similarly, many celebrities in Hollywood have continued to be represented in media without their consent after death like Michael Jackson and Elvis, of course. Um, And in 2019, one production company brought James Dean back digitally using existing footage and photos to recreate the actor. Um, That's very creepy. Um, I'll I'll say a couple things, two quick things, is that both Einstein and Martin Luther King, somehow their, their likenesses are owned by their families. So if you use them then you pay some kind of a fee and it goes to the families if you oh. use their likeness and obviously you get permission uh if you remember there was a super bowl commercial i think it was where da, uh, it was ram trucks used martin luther king's speech and at the bottom it said copyright blah 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 family of king and yeah yeah well that, that but still the potential of this being used for, for evil is is uh is tremendous. I I, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. see nothing but trouble with with this idea. Yeah, and and my final comment here is, you know, if you miss someone, I personally believe that they're still out there somewhere, and you can pray to them. You know, and I I'll tell you something. I I had one of my buddies died the week before COVID, and totally unrelated. And he always said, well, I believe that when you die, you give your energy back to the universe and the people around you or some trippy thing. And we all just said, oh, that's cool, yeah. But after he died, I really it's the weirdest thing. Like, I'm no longer... I was always the worrywart, and he was always the really solid... Um, you know, he was like my rock, right? 
Yeah, he everything's always, gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. don't make it dramatic. You know, one time, what was it? Oh, I had, I something was, it, it was something where I was flipping out, and I was like, oh, do I have dandruff? Do I have diabetes? Do I have hair loss? He's like, uh, and he just laughed to himself. He's like, huh, this guy thinks he has diabetes. <laughs> but after that, after we lost him, like I feel that now where I'm. I don't worry about throughout COVID. I didn't worry at all. Like I don't worry anymore. See, and that, and so why do you need some fake uh, method of, of of reconnecting with your friend when mm-hmm. you you still feel his presence and, and mm-hmm. influence on you? And and as a group of friends, uh, my buddies and I will sit around and we'll we'll quote him on things. And remember, you know, Phil would say, "Oh, shut up, Mark. You're fine," and and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's nice. Um, so, final comment, Steve the Spoon Guy. Yes. Final comment from me? Yeah. Um, spread positivity, enjoy, make people laugh, make people smile, say something that is uh, helpful and positive to somebody else, crack a dumb joke, <laughs> play the spoons, and uh, embrace life. Yeah, love it. Um, well, thanks for always always promoting. Whenever we're we're hanging out with anyone, Steve <laughs> will always randomly just shamelessly promote me, and then I'll shamelessly promote him. So look for Steve the Spoon Guy on TikTok. And oh, thank you, man. Yeah, and thank you for what you what you do. You truly you are helping so many people. Um, you know, with not just with their computers, but. Uh, you know, with, with, with their lives by what you do. I mean, man, it's, uh, it's scary out there and the elderly especially are preyed upon all the time. And, and I know what you do is, is helping a lot of people. So well, hats off to you. If I had a hat on, I would take it off. Spoons to you. off to you. Spoons <laughs> off to you. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. And just remember the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And the bad guys can never, ever, ever, ever use viruses ever again. They can only use scary sentences to convince you to let them into their to your computer so just ignore all fear in computers and in life and uh thecomputerexorcist.com to check out my site and to buy my book for all your friends we'll talk to you next week